0: You're listening to Creatively Human, with honest conversations about what matters to us and how it really feels to build an online business, put our work out into the world, make an impact in our own unique way, and importantly, to get well paid for it. I'm your host, Ruth Poundwhite, business mentor to quietly ambitious humans. Welcome back to the Creatively Human podcast. Today, I'm chatting to Helen Redfern, a self-confessed, unconfident writer who is constantly pushing herself to become braver with her writing and creativity. As you can imagine, we dive right into the topic of creating confidence to share your creative work with the world and the role that social media plays in that, both positive and negative. We also spoke a lot about Instagram and some important realisations Helen had after taking a long break from showing up there, which is something I have been considering a lot for myself too, and it's probably something I should talk about in a future episode. Before we start, a little bit more about Helen. She writes essays about confidence and creativity and is in the process of writing a book all about becoming a writer in the age of social media. Helen now mentors writers and creatives with their own confidence issues by sharing what she has learned over the past decade. She loves helping them uncover their purpose and goals and realise their ambitions. Helen took a long Instagram break this year but has recently returned to share tales from her desk as well as posting pictures of her two bouncy Labradors and she's also on Patreon so go check her out. I think you're going to find a lot of food for thought in this interview. So I really hope you enjoy it. So can we start by talking a bit about your journey to finding confidence in your own creativity? Yes, um,
1: this has been something of a journey for me over the past Well, I've been online and I've been writing for well over a decade now. And it's only sort of in the last five years or so, I would say that my confidence has increased. And But when I say my confidence has increased in the past five years, I'm talking about maybe gaining confidence through Instagram, through my blogging, through gaining a literary agent. That was probably about eight years ago now. Um, But all those little things all made an impact on my confidence. However, what gives can also take away. So what happened was Instagram could also take my confidence away. If I didn't get a particularly nice comment on my blog, that could take my confidence away. So it was only in the past year and a half that my confidence has really started to build. And that was because I found a way of doing or having a business that reflected what I wanted rather than being affected by social media so if I can explain this a little bit better um, in the past year and a half I started to unravel a lot of my thoughts and a lot of this was through journaling and you'd think as a writer that I've been journaling for years but I haven't and (laughs) I don't know why. I mean, I was one of those people who would have lots of notebooks and I would have a notebook on my desk, a notebook by my bed, a notebook in the car. And I'd write little things down and then I'd forget which notebook it was in. And so it kind of it didn't have any purpose because I was forever hunting around. So I started one journal and I carried this journal around with me. And through journaling, I uncovered a lot about myself and a lot about how I wanted my business to be and basically to work out how I could do something that I love as well as helping others. And then I suddenly found my purpose and I had a goal, and I could see a path forward for me. And then my confidence just massively increased. And that was through, a lot of that was through doing this during the lockdown. And it made a big difference. And also, stepping back from social media was very powerful for me. It meant I could ignore all that external noise it meant i stopped scrolling and wasted time it meant i could really all these thoughts that were going in my journal and were bubbling around inside my head i could pull together and make them really cohesive and really understand what it was that i wanted to do and get really focused if that makes sense Mm
0: -hmm.
1: so a a lot of it was to do with taking the back seat from YouTube and Instagram and and then instead of having social media at the heart of everything I was doing I put my writing at the heart of everything I was doing and it's like everything has clicked
0: I love that instead of social media at the heart of everything Mm. you're doing, you put writing at the heart of everything Mm. you're doing. I love that so much. Okay, I'm going to talk to you a bit about social media in a little bit. But firstly, I want to go back to something you said about like, the things that can boost your confidence can sometimes take away your confidence. So you said like, if you got a negative comment, or if your Instagram stats weren't what you wanted or whatever. And that's really interesting to me, because what I'm hearing there, and I know that we all do this, Mm. is we, it's like, you've got the confidence but only when it's coming from this external source of validation exactly
1: exactly I think as a creative I'm not on my own in saying that I struggle with putting myself out there with um sharing my writing I mean that was such a massive thing for me um when I first started a blog it would be a little bit how people use Facebook now, so they would just sort of write random things down about their thoughts or or whatever, but mine was more in line with how many words I'd written a day in my novel. And as time progressed, I would start writing blog posts that were more like articles rather Mm -hmm. than just these sort of Facebook thought snippets of um blog posts and that was a big thing for me putting my writing out there online and then the a big thing for me was also putting my Instagram on my writing on Instagram um in the caption I would start to create or I'd I'd start to describe things and it, it it was a really a really big thing for me and This whole getting of the likes and more recently when I've done YouTube and you get a thumb up or a nice comment or whatever, it really helps a creative who's unsure Mm -hmm. um, of her place in the world and putting her things out there um, to get that external validation from somebody else. It means somebody else enjoyed your work. It means they resonated with your writing. Um, They could see where you were coming from. And at the same time, if you get a thumb down on YouTube or if you get a negative comment or um, I've had some negative comments on Instagram as well calling me, um, I can't remember what they called me now, but um, it really affects Somebody who puts so much emphasis on getting confidence from mm. the positive things on there. So when that is taken away and you get something negative, it really has an impact, and you just want to retreat back in your shell. Um so pulling away from that really helped. Mm. Really helped. And I, I mean Every time I would put a YouTube video up, I was so scared of the thumb down. And I don't know if that makes me shallow, but or that I'm craving somebody's el- somebody else's validation. But when you put your creative work out there, something that you're really passionate about and you put your heart and soul into, and then you get something negative, it, it stings. And mm-hmm. it... it has a negative effect on your confidence. And I think that's why a lot of creatives that I certainly talk to in my business, um, they really struggle with that side of things. And mm. it is, it is difficult.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I like that you mentioned how important it is, especially in the earlier stages when you're just getting the confidence to even share your work. Like it it can be a wonderful thing. And like, it can. I've certainly had a uh, a really great experience you know finding my people on social media mm. and things like that it's been lovely um and i'm curious actually before you started putting your work out there online how were you what were you doing with your writing before you went online
1: well i was writing the same three chapters of my novel over and over and over and over again, (laughs) and not getting any further forward with it. So by going online, I finished my novel because I joined a group of um, novel racers. That's what we called ourselves at the time. And um, we all raced each other to try and get the first draft of our novel written. And this actually pushed me out of those first three chapters And um, made me finish that book. And then it led to opportunities. I started writing on a website called Trashinista, um, uh, all about books and things like that. And then I got another job on another website. and, And so there was a snowball effect from coming online. And it has massively changed my life. And I will never knock being online. I think it's a fascinating place to be. I think it's a place where you can try lots of different things. It's certainly changed. It's certainly changed the kind of things that I write about. Um, It's given me different perspectives on things. It's given me opportunities. Um, It's enabled me to get better as a writer because I don't know if it's because you write knowing other people are reading or just because you want to get better all the time. Um, So, yes, the if I hadn't gone online as a writer, I'd probably still be writing those first three chapters. And now um, I'm still writing that book. Don't get me wrong. Um, But it's vastly different to what I did initially and I've now got a writing business. I take on clients. I have a Patreon where I write essays about creative confidence and it's it's massively changed my life. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, it's a great thing. But you do yeah. have to be aware of the things that can have an adverse effect.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So speaking of that, one of the things you mentioned was that you're really afraid of getting a thumbs down on YouTube. Oh yeah. And I'm really curious, how did that fear affect or if it did at all what you were putting out there? Did it affect your content? Did it affect what you chose to talk about or how you created it?
1: Um it made me want to get better. I mean, so that's not a bad thing. It mm-hmm. it sort of drove me to get my editing better to speak better to get the lighting better all these different things um and I I really love doing it but I don't know I love the process I don't know if I enjoyed it going live Mm -hmm. and even people who enjoyed my content I don't know I just felt uncomfortable and it's it's not my natural talent I suppose being on video and everything and I did get things wrong and I did get criticized for various different things um so I just yeah it did affect me and um it was just easier not to do it in the end
0: Mm. so you chose to stop doing it did you
1: I temporarily I've chosen Mm -hmm. to stop doing it, but that was all part of a bigger thing in terms of what I was saying earlier about putting writing at the center and a YouTube video took me two and a half days a week to prepare, to um, record, to edit, um, to do all the different things at the sort of the front and the end of the video. And um, I just felt like, I was doing that instead of doing what I really wanted to do. And it was a kind of procrastination tool, even though um, it scared me. It didn't scare me as much as writing did. <laughs> <laughs> so um, it was easier to do that rather than to do my writing and then yeah. to get, you know, you know, sort of put that out into the world and to, to put that out to literary agents or or to mm. sell my writing through Patreon, or my ebooks, or whatever, so, yeah, um, but now I've come back to that, and I feel like I'm doing the right thing.
0: Yeah, yeah, um, I'm sure a lot of people listening will relate to what you've said, I can certainly relate <laughs> to it, there's so many feelings around all of this, and I'm really curious, so you mentioned about the journaling, and yes. how that made a huge difference in getting clear on what you really wanted, versus trying to please, I guess, trying mm. to get the lights, like, trying to trying to think about your audience all the time, which obviously you still consider, but it's really important to like think about what you want too. Mm. And you mentioned lockdown being pivotal in that as well. Um, I would love to hear more about your experience of that and like why did lockdown give you this opportunity? What changed that made you see you needed to go inwards more? Was there anything? Yeah, I
1: mean, lockdown at the beginning, I I was okay. Um, And I was carrying on as normal, doing my work, doing... What I would do was um, upload a main feed Instagram photo every day about my work. And I would also do lots of Instagram stories over the course of the day, say maybe 10 or 12, showing the work or the writing that I was... um, currently doing and then um, as lockdown progressed sadly we lost a very dear family friend and it was very sudden and it really affected me um, <clears throat> and I began to struggle with the whole online world it was it was very noisy um, at that time And I thought, well, I'm just going to come off Instagram for a week. And while I did that, I was doing all my journaling. And I mean, if I go back a couple of years, I did say to, oh, I I might have said it out loud to myself, but I know I definitely thought it. I thought life would be so much simpler without Instagram. But then I did nothing about it. And I just carried on as normal, doing everything that I was doing but it was only when I took that back seat from Instagram and I was doing all this journaling and I, and I sort of when I do my journaling, sometimes I just write one sentence and sometimes I write pages and pages, but every now and again, I had this sentence saying, you know, what would life be like without being online on Instagram? And I kept coming back to that. So, As the lockdown went on and I had um, retreated and it made me realise just what I wanted to do and how, how Instagram just might not be part of that. And then I started exploring lots of things about how you could market yourself even if you weren't on Instagram. I started reading lots of different things. I carried on journaling. Until, like I said, I came to this kind of realization of what my purpose was. And I don't think I would have got there without coming off Instagram. And I don't know if maybe the, lock- the whole lockdown situation sped everything up and mm-hmm. sort of forced me to take that backseat and reevaluate everything that I was doing so yes it did it had a big impact in that way and and obviously losing that family friend as well Mm -hmm. and just not being able to cope with all the noise that was out there as well as processing my own feelings
0: yeah oh yeah that's really interesting because um in lockdown personally I felt this massive desire to go more inwards and Mm. yeah not to subject myself to all the noise but it's really hard to explain why that's a need but actually what you said there about how potentially it's because you need that mental space to process your own feelings Mm. that makes a lot of sense to me
1: it it yes I mean uh, for a while as well I developed anxiety this was after you know this was all to do with losing this friend and um I I think when I've got anxiety like that I cannot be online with all that noise and all those voices and yeah just drawing a line under it was the best thing that I did.
0: Mm, mm. So can I just step back a bit and ask what how long had you been on Instagram and what role did it play in in your kind of work in terms of getting business or putting a writing out there before you decided to come off of it
1: well I had a big intention when I came onto Instagram and I at the time I had a literary agent and I was trying to um well I'd written a proposal for a cookery book a baking book all about food in contemporary fiction and this is um a based on a column that I had on one of the websites that I used to write for. And I had some great feedback from the publishers, but one of the um, things that a a number of them said to me was that I I wasn't Jamie Oliver, I wasn't Nigella, you know, I didn't have this TV platform in order to base the book on and to launch, launch the book. So I thought, well, I don't want a TV career I would prefer to do it online and to do it on Instagram. That felt more a natural fit for me. So I purposely went on Instagram with the idea that I could create this platform for my baking book and then show publishers that, you know, I could sell it through that. Um, But... I don't know how many years ago I've been on Instagram. I think it might have been 2015 that I started. Mm. So I've been on there for a long time. It was certainly before all the algorithm changes and before it started to have lots of um, um, advertising on there and stuff like that. It, it was a different place at the time. And Um, I started with very sort of basic photographs and then started to go more into it and think about my grid and how Mm. to attract people and to have this kind of look to my feed so that people knew it was me. Um, So I did put a lot of work into it. And then when Instagram stories came along, I used that as well and I would um, record my chickens and ducks when when I used to have them and I used to make little mini films and I did lots of things like that and it was only a few years ago when somebody said to me oh Helen I didn't know you were a writer and this is someone who um, I'd known known on Instagram for for a couple of years and she didn't know I wrote Mm -hmm. and I thought well what am I doing showing all these pictures of my chickens and ducks if it's not actually showing that I'm a writer? Mm. And again, that, that was when Instagram took over and it became a procrastination device. So mm. I started with the best of intentions, yeah. but I went the wrong way. And Um, this is when social media became at the heart of my business and I would work on creating a flat lay rather than working on my novel or working on the other aspects of my writing business and um, I when this person said oh I didn't know you were a writer I thought well now I need to sort of change my writing so I changed my handle from a bookish baker to Helen Redfern writer and I started taking photos of my desk and then I used Instagram stories to document my writing over the course of a day so I thought I was doing the right thing but by doing that if I was writing something say it was an essay for my patron. I would write a couple of paragraphs and then I would pick up my phone and take a photograph and say, I am writing an essay for Patreon right now. And then I might sort of say what the topic was and things like that. And then I'd put my phone down and go back and write some more. And then I'd pick my phone up again and document it again. And because of that, these essays, first of all, they'd take me really long time to write. 2nd I would struggle to get my point across in the essay. And thirdly, well, I just had no, I didn't go very deep. I had no focus and I really wasn't getting to the heart of what I wanted to say. And it's because Instagram has become this distraction tool and I kept picking it up and documenting my day and I love doing it. But then when I'm on there documenting my day, I might check a direct message or I might have a little scroll through. And then when I came back to writing, I think, well, where was I? And not know what it was I was supposed to be writing. So this was really disruptive to my writing life. And Mm. it was only after I came off back in the summer And I thought, well, I won't go on Instagram. And I was naturally reaching for my phone every few paragraphs. And I thought, well, why am I picking that up? I'm not on Instagram at the moment. And I'd put it down. But it was a real shock to see how many times I would do it. And it was only after a couple of weeks that I stopped doing it as much. And that is when I started to get bigger ideas. And I started to pull lots of different strands of thoughts Together, so that I really could um, really sort of grow my business, and that's how um, a little while later I started taking on clients, and then I started writing my ebook, and and all around uh, confidence and creativity, and it was all stuff that was there in my head and in my journal, but it was only from taking that back seat that I could glue it all together.
0: Mm. Mm such amazing yeah I can really relate to that thing where you reach for your phone and it's just so it's just yeah and I'm just curious because obviously you realized how Instagram was affecting you and and kind of helping (laughs) encouraging procrastination from your actual true work but was it easy to make that decision to come off Instagram
1: um Yes, because of the situation that I was in. Um, However, there was all sorts of thoughts going through my head. I mean, first of all, I felt guilty because I wasn't um, sharing content with all my Mm. followers. Um, That was a big thing for me. And secondly, I felt lonely because a lot of the people I I talked to on there became friends and... Mm it's like having those water cooler chats and not having it there i yes i i felt very isolated and being in lockdown as well um although it wasn't the the big lockdown at the time and we're coming up to june july now so the you know restrictions were um uh, easing off um so what it actually made me do was Um, pick up my phone but text somebody I knew in real life and um, I I texted a number of people and started having chats with them and um, I started writing postcards to some people that I knew online Um, I started seeing friends in real life as well when we could when we were allowed to go out again and so even yeah the decision was easy to make um but it did throw up lots of mind issues as i yeah. tend to overthink everything anyway um <laughs> but then it led to to nicer things happening and um after a while i well yeah after a couple of weeks i stopped picking my phone up and then after a, a, that time as well i i didn't miss it and i just didn't click on it at all then mm-hmm. it was it was funny uh, how quickly it did actually not become a habit
0: mm, so interesting and I've personally noticed myself I've I told you this before when we were t- discussing the topics to chat about but I've been thinking so much about Instagram because I love it in some ways mm. but what you said about sharing your work throughout the day on stories that's that's something I've literally just just this weekend really been thinking hang on a minute is checking in on stories, what keeps dragging me into it, and like, wasting all that time on it. Um, and I just don't know, I, I don't, I'm in that stage where I'm just thinking about it. I don't know quite what to do about that information. But I'd be really curious to, to hear if you've come to any new kind of boundaries for yourself around it because you're back on Instagram now I did
1: come back last week I uploaded a couple of photos on my main feed and I did a few stories but I only did that on two days last week Mm. um I didn't go on it over the weekend I didn't go on it on Friday and I've not been on it today either so so far um I I've just written an essay about this. Oh, no, I didn't. I wrote a, a um, in my latest news, newsletter, and I called it For Me Once, Shame on You, and For Me Twice, Shame on Me. So mm-hmm. I had, it's basically, I have learned my lesson. I'm never going to allow Instagram to become such a focus of my world and my business again. Because, yes, there are, there are big positives to being on there obviously you've got an audience um, and and we're all out there to to kind of um attract an audience um, who can see what you're trying to say um, but at the same time the the negatives far outweigh the positives for me so if I am on there it's going to be either once or twice a week or once or twice a fortnight or something like that. I'm not giving myself any rules, but I, I have no inclination because I've had such a big gap of not being on there. Um, I, I'm not in that habit of keep going back on. And yes, Mm -hmm. it was lovely to speak to everyone when I went back on last week, but, um, Yeah I'm not going to make the same mistake twice and I think it's really important that I do have that space and I don't start documenting everything. If I do it it's going to be because I've allowed myself that period of time to do it. So I will say I will put it on my list of things to do that day or my planning list and I will have Instagram photo on there or Instagram stories on there so I know I will purposely go on there and do that, but I will not do it sort of absent mindedly over the course of the day um, and pull myself out of my work because just just being off it has been so powerful for me I can't mm-hmm. emphasize that enough it's it's been it it's been well life-changing I guess or or business life-changing because it's really honed in on what it is that I want to do and Mm. I just don't have that distraction anymore yeah yeah there are other ways of marketing yourself without Instagram and I'm learning about that all the time at the moment it's a new thing
0: for me I was going to ask you about that actually so um And especially for those who are like newer in business, because I think it's it's sometimes it might seem like it's easy to say, oh, I don't need Instagram when you've gathered an audience already. But yes. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder what you would say to those people.
1: Exactly. I mean, it's very easy for me to say, oh, I don't need it anymore. But I've, you know, grown to whatever, 16,000 or so um, followers. And it means that I can point them in the direction of my blog, or my patron or my mailing list. Um, That's, I do understand that. And if I was talking to somebody who was at the very beginning, I, I would probably encourage them to start a blog first, and then see what their time will allow them in terms of going on Instagram, or or Twitter, or or Facebook, or or whatever they want to do. Um, But to to get your home right, your online home right first. So you've got somewhere to point people to. And there's also Pinterest, obviously, as well, where you can gain people who are interested. If you've got kind of how-to articles on your blog, you can attract people that way. Um, And I found a lot of my clients actually came through Pinterest Mm. rather than through Instagram. So, um, yes, I mean, it all depends on what you want to do. But if you have a clear idea from the beginning of what your goals are, what your purpose is, um, so you don't go off on all these different paths and you're aware that, you know social media is not your primary um primary work yeah. you you really do need to be careful that it you, you don't focus if you think you know if you spend all your time on marketing because that essentially is what your instagram yes. is yeah. um and not on your core business
0: yeah
1: then you know that's that's ridiculous basically but yeah. that was what i was doing yeah. And, or, or 90% or 85% of what I was doing, which is just mm-hmm. absolutely ridiculous. So um, you do have to be careful and factor it in as marketing and part of your marketing plan, whatever that is, mm-hmm. even if it's just a few lines, um, but have an idea of what you want to achieve with Instagram um, and other types of marketing
0: as well yeah yeah absolutely and it's interesting because um it's like marketing but with so many feelings attached to it because i'm thinking what you said about pinterest i find pinterest is is so great for me so i've been using pinterest lately i've got someone doing my pinterest for me i never longed to pinterest unless mm. like i'm intentionally like doing a board for something you know inspiration yeah. um they do it for me and i'm getting newsletter subscribers every day from pinterest because I've got my home, like you mentioned, having a blog or a newsletter yeah. or whatever that you direct people to. Um, and it, it's just, it's marketing my business without all the complicated feelings that come with being on Instagram. Because what I realise about Instagram is, I may go on there to, um, you know, put up a post or put up a story, but I but the noise depending on what's going on with me personally sometimes it feels louder than others and i know when it at the times when i'm most susceptible to it it does affect my message it does affect what i say i know that for sure mm-hmm. and i also what i also know for sure is that i need to say what i need to say it's very important for me to to go inwards in order to work on my true work that's not just the marketing and the feeling side of Instagram definitely interferes with that for me.
1: Yeah, I think Instagram is a lot more personal. Um, it certainly is for me. And the way I write my captions on there, I'm I'm very open on there and talk about all the different issues that I have with um, creativity, with my confidence, with anxiety and all those different things. So it is extremely personal. Um, and that's why I, I think it it is so difficult, whereas Pinterest is more business-like. businesslike.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, but yes, P- uh, Instagram is really tricky because you do get sucked into all the feelings of it and everything. And it's difficult to then tear yourself
0: away. Yeah, absolutely. So I just I wanted to ask you really quickly, if you could say someone's listening to this and thinking, you know, it's resonating. And they're thinking, I do think I need to go more inwards and less online on social media for a bit. Um, What advice would you give them about, based on what you discovered through your journaling habit, what would you advise they go away and do in order to access that?
1: Um, Yes, I think write down everything you're feeling with coming off Instagram. And be honest, even if it feels really shallow, um, just embrace the shallowness. That's what I say. But write it down (laughs) (laughs) and allow yourself to acknowledge that. Um, You know, but little things like writing, well, it wasn't a little thing, but just acknowledging that I felt lonely because Mm. I wasn't having these chats every day was a big big thing for me but it made me think more creatively in terms of how I could get that human contact because I think human contact is very important it's very easy as a writer or creative working on a laptop to become too in your own head so yes journal every single feeling even if you think they're shallow even if you think they they're not really important and And don't be tempted to go back in. Allow yourself. For me, I gave myself a week. I said, right, I'm just going to come off for a week. And I I don't know if that was a Monday or Tuesday, but for the rest of that week, I stayed off. And then you'll find your habits start to break a little bit. And it did take me like I said earlier, probably a couple of weeks to stop that habit of just picking up my phone and clicking on the Instagram app. So be patient with yourself. Um, Acknowledge that you're going to have these kind of withdrawal symptoms Mm -hmm. from it. Because whether Instagram's an addiction, it it probably is. I've read read books about it. There's that um, book called 30 Days to come off your phone
0: or something yes, like that how to break up with your phone yeah. I'll link to that actually yes
1: really really interesting in that um and it also gives you a kind of recipe for for coming off so yes just allow yourself to have these feelings um acknowledge that the fact that you will have these withdrawal um symptoms going on whether that's automatically reaching for your phone or or just finding yourself playing with your phone while you're watching TV or something like that. It's amazing how I found, once I, I knew I was coming off the app, when I kept picking up my phone, even though I was doing something else or mm-hmm. watching a favorite program, I still had my phone in my hand or I still mm-hmm. had it so I could see it. It was ridiculous, really. But yeah, you could put it in a different room or, or, or whatever. Um, but it will take time, so be patient. That mm. would be my big advice. And yeah. you will go through somewhat of a journey as you step away from it.
0: Yeah, oh, I love that advice. And for me, journaling has been so useful in um, acknowledging and even noticing, like bringing to awareness those yeah. feelings that come up. Yeah. So, yeah, thank you. Okay, right. So, I, by the way, I love talking about this, and I could talk <laughs> about it all day. But we've got a couple more questions before we wrap things up. Okay. When um when I ask a guest to come on I always ask you what question you would have for me and your question was how do you push forward despite confidence issues and how do you silence the voice telling you you can't do it how do you approach big projects like courses and ebooks that take time to do when every day you wonder if it will fail and honestly everything you've said about your process in this interview is is the same thing for me it always comes back to stepping back I think and sometimes Stepping back is the hardest thing to do, especially when your anxious mind is telling you, but I need to keep pushing, otherwise it won't be good enough, or I need to keep pushing, otherwise it won't work, or I need to keep pushing, otherwise I won't make the money I need to make this month. I mean, I get it, I get those feelings, but stepping back for me always reconnects me, like you said, with the kind of inner purpose, the inner truth of what I want to say. So I'm glad that you asked that question because it's made me reflect on that having talked about this (laughs) all this time. Yeah, so thank you. Um, Okay, so final question is from my random deck of questions. And it's a bit of a change of subject. If you could instantly be an expert in any subject, what would it be?
1: I think, you know, I was talking to my children about this the other day. I think... I would like to know more. Even though I'm a writer and a big reader, I would like to know more about literature. And mm. I, I would like to get you know when you're watching a film or a TV program and it might reference something that's in literature. I would like to immediately grasp that, um, whether it's Shakespearean or or something else. Um, And I have read a lot, but I want to read more and remember more. (laughs) I think that's a key thing for me. Um, And just having more knowledge of literature.
0: Yeah, I like that answer. And I would imagine that not being um, as present on social media allows you to read more as well. It certainly does for me.
1: I I actually, I've not read much at all this year. I don't know why. um, But it just is something that I just couldn't do. But then the other day, I picked up a book and I read it. I mean, granted, it wasn't a a deep book or anything like that. It was a nice sort of frivolous one, but it was great. And now I've just bought myself a A historical novel and I'm really excited to get into it so maybe that's come about through the lockdown maybe that's come out about through stepping back from social media Mm. who knows but it's a nice thing
0: yeah definitely oh Mm -hmm. thank you so much Helen I think this is going to be very useful for a lot of people to reflect on oh it's a pleasure thank you if you want to find out more about Helen and her work, you can find her blog at HelenRedfernWriter.com. You can find her Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Helen Redfern, or you can find her on Instagram, within her new Instagram boundaries, at HelenRedfernWriter. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Creatively Human. If you have a moment, I'd be so grateful if you could rate and review the podcast. It really does make a difference. And if you'd like to carry on the conversation or ask a question for a future Q&A episode, there are three ways to connect with me. On the Facebook group, on Instagram, at Ruth Poundwhite, or my personal favourite, my behind-the-scenes newsletter. Just go to ruthpoundwhite.com forward slash newsletter to subscribe. And keep doing what you're doing, because your work really does matter.